0: Well, shit. Yes, I—I I promise, people. I—we're not starting with the Morgana voice again. We got that out before we hit record this time.
1: Strauss, man. Yeah. You know, why? Why is it that every time you want to watch something, like it's good, <laughs> it's good, but it's just some sad ass motherfucking bullshit?
0: It's, it's, it's how I cope with the reality of the world, Sardo. <laughs> You make a salient point, my dear friend. It's not my fault that a lot of good things also happen to be incredibly depressing. Fair enough. Though, it is the thing that keeps happening. I'll promise the next time we watch something after Akudama Drive that it won't be depressing. Fair enough. (laughs) I like how I had to have the caveat. We haven't even introduced ourselves, and I'm already making promises (laughs) I'm going to be real, I don't believe you, but okay. Oh. Hi, everyone. I'm Strauss here. That's Sardo. This is... The Skeleton Crew Podcast. Live and ready for action. We're we're here. we, We watched something this week because... Well, we promised Cyberpunk and it... In fairness, technically speaking, for me, if we're being fair... I was the one who said we had to watch the Doomstar Army of the Doomstar. That was fun. That had a happy ending. Yeah. Good. I, I, I'm one for three, which is, by baseball terms, considered fantastic. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty good. So yes, we watched uh, more edge runners. And it was
1: it was a good time. A uh, damn good show. Still very good. very impressive.
0: It's still good, Joker. Ah, you thought you were gonna escape it? No, you can't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, still sad, still depressing. So, <laughs> Sur- uh, surprise I, cyberpunk story. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you know who would have thought
1: that a cyberpunk dystopia would be so sad?
0: It was sad.
1: But anyway, it it's been interesting so far. So we. Strauss, take take it away. Where where did we start back okay, off?
0: Okay, so we started back up on episode five. We did episode five through seven,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the first episode was set up really for episode six. If you've seen the series, you know exactly which two episodes these will end up being, because this yeah. is where after the f- failure of the uh, of getting data from the limo. It ends up leading to them having to just nab the guy they are go after. His name is just Tanaka. We're just going to call him Tanaka. And uh, so what they learn is that, oh, hey, he likes these things called brain dances, which are basically like getting movies directly implanted into your brain that you get to experience personally. Yeah. So th- those are fun. And it's like VR, if VR didn't suck. It's like if VR didn't suck and could also hurt you. Yes. <laughs> Which so, it kind of sucks in a different way. sucks in a different way, but it's still better. Because <laughs> it actually works. And isn't stupidly expensive. <laughs> Key word. But, yeah, so... Th- that happens, and as they've learned, because David happened to know stuff, that, oh, hey... I know who he gets his brain dances from because I used to like I've seen some slash. This guy pushes it, and this was actually established at in like the first episode. So it's like, oh, a little yeah, this is a Will callback. It's nice. It's a little callback, nice. it, callback Sardo. Exciting. Huh. And then, well, they go. Na- so the first part of the job is, hey, let's nab the guy who gets the brain dances. Because we know who that is, so eventually Tanaka will just come to us. And so they do. But, at the same time, we are starting to see that Maine's kind of starting to lose it. Doing so good. He's not doing good. His brain case is not doing great. Which, you mean, relatable. Yeah, but... no, totally understandable situation. Nothing wrong with that. It's just that... Ooh. In this universe, if you kinda lose it, you could really lose it. Because
1: you know, it's it's one thing to, you know, have a mental breakdown, it's another when you are Jimmy gun hands.
0: Yeah, it's a <laughs> made guns. Yeah. It, it's it's one thing when you're, you know, like me. And I lo- if I were to lose it, I just got normal people hands. Yeah. It's a bit different thing when you have a cannon in your arm. So, yeah. And a- as we go, it what happens is they they get the guy. And it's like, oh, oh, hooray, we got him. But a brain dance guy dies, which is a shame because he's kind of, like, I feel like kind of your jam in terms of aesthetic. Oh, you... I- I
1: fucking hate how-
0: I- I hate the- God-
1: God- Fucking motherfucker. God damn it. Fucking kitties.
0: Yeah, you're right. Oh, I knew it. Well, no, he's- he's the perfect guy for you. He's a weird dandy man that looks weird. He looks-
1: he looks like a One Piece character. He kinda does.
0: He kinda does. He has does. like-
1: he has a metal nose. He has like- this weird facial hair deal. I'm not sure if it's facial hair or scarification plus metal plating. I don't know. He looks sick. He has a cool outfit. He's cool as shit. And he's like, he's very like,
0: mm. you, know, mm. remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, not, not to tease Sardo too much, but it, like I know a Sardo design when I see it. That—that <laughs> That is... He was R- meant rest, for you. <laughs>
1: rest in peace, Jimmy. We love you, man. Yeah.
0: I love you. you. You didn't make it to, out of the end of the episode. Got, got hit by a needle to the throat. But you died in a really fun fashion. So, you know, it's not all bad. And, and you fucked everybody
1: over by dying because he had insurance. <laughs>
0: yeah. It, really, the best way to sum up this Tanaka job, because it's really the first two episodes we watched, his first episode, things kind of go wrong. Like mm-hmm. first, uh, Jimmy Car- Saka is what his name is runs away by hitting everyone with an EMP, causing uh, the character of Kiwi, who is the other net runner, to vomit from her lack of a face. Oh, she yeah, she blows hard chunks. <laughs> just, just like, <laughs> and, and we should mention for those who have not actually seen what her face looks like there is no face underneath the mask she has like yeah she has like a metal mask thing going
1: on but there is there is just like a, a mask shaped hole under yeah. it it's, it's that, that mask is actually
0: it, it it's definitely something you would have loved to come up with <laughs> it's cool it's very cool it, it's a very like oh hails yeah from you kind of thing because you know Aaron yeah. right here is kind of freaks and weirdos which is our kind That's of cup point. of tea yeah yeah and then, you know, next, ep- uh, so that basically that the first episode is basically nabbing Tanaka and all that goes with it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: including the fact that Tanaka, much like his son, has, like, advanced martial arts chips. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but, he, he fits to the North Stars a couple of people.
0: <laughs> and, but the problem is, Maine is very large, and the moment he gets an opening, he just whacks him in the face. If Maine hits you once, you're
1: kind of fucked.
0: Yeah, Maine's a very large man. He, he, but he's not scary because he's a good guy. It, at least he's not scary until anyway. <laughs> well, until episode six. This is I would I would say as someone who's watched this series before, episode six is the turning point because mm-hmm. like the next like four episodes, like the series shifts and some. A time skip happens. Yeah, but in this one, we start really seeing that, like, absolutely Maine's going off the deep end. Like, this opens up with like May a a much younger looking and much skinnier Maine, which he, you, you would disapprove of. You, in fact, like the fact that he became a large, oh. b- hulking, bulking man. You know, props to Maine for beefing up because he was yeah he was a svelte young lad. <laughs> he and he, we should note he wasn't like. A uh, twink. He was very much, like, pretty muscular as, like... He was athletic. Yeah, he was, like, a runner, and now he's, like, he's a chonker. He's he, he's a big guy. Yeah, and you love your chonky, man. Yeah. It's an improvement.
1: But he's, like, basically hallucinating, having flashbacks to his younger self.
0: Seeing shit. Mm-hmm. Get like getting angry at everyone, cause like the one thing is about Maine, like Maine's like a bit short tempered, like that's always yeah. been a thing, and
1: mm-hmm. he does
0: get mad. But like when we're introduced to Maine, like it when he when David mentions his mother died, he's like, oh, sorry to hear that, man. But like genuinely sorry to hear that, cause hey, she yeah. knew him, he, he knew her, but also like Maine's a good guy deep down on the inside. Like there's one part. In the first episode we watched. Yeah. Where he's talking to David. It's like, oh, did you get laid? And it's, <laughs> it was so funny. Because it's like, the animation's great. Because he just like, inches closer every time. He's like, eh, Yeah.
1: Eh. <laughs> it's like, giving David some shit about it. But like, in like, cute.
0: in that way. That like, a father would give a son some shit about something. Like, oh, did you do something important in your life? Hmm. Hmm. And it's, like, that that's humane what it was, but as we see, like, as he starts losing it, like, all this, like, one of the things in Cyberpunk, it's, like, us as a game system, is that chroming out, as it's called, like, puts a lot of tax on your mental state. Yeah. Because it's, like, you know, you start kind of losing it when your body starts doing shit your brain is—it wasn't designed to process. Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense. We could argue whether or not that's ableist or not, but I, I get it. It's like, you replace a leg, it's a leg. But you replace a leg so it can shoot rockets, it's probably gonna fuck with your head a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I... it's the point where, like, you, you, you have become, like, more machine than human, and that's going to kind of fuck with your brain, especially since a lot of the cybernetics involve stuff with the brain.
0: Yeah, stuff with the brain, like, it has to be attached to, like, a neural link or a nerve system, and it's just, like, you you gotta, like, tear shit out, put it in. It's probably also just, like, a lot of... And as we see with, like, David in the first episode, it's not exactly what one would call, like, just, oh, you go in and go out type of situation. Yeah. Kind of fucks with your head just a little bit. But as it... As we go on, you know, Maine lost to the point where he beats the shit out of Kiwi, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we also get our first introduction to a new character called Falco. He's got a mustache. Yeah. He, he's
1: kind of a kind of a cowboy, kind of a gentlemanly type. I like yeah. Falco.
0: You like Falco? He's voiced by Matt Mercer. <laughs> yeah, very obviously voiced. It's he's got the Matt high Mercer.
1: Noon. Yeah, he's it's got the high, high noon somewhere, uh,
0: somewhere in the world. It's high noon somewhere. He's, he's got the cowboy voice to a T. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. But, you know, May, like, Main's loosening to the point where he doesn't even realize what's going on anymore. Like, clearly there's something wrong with him. And everyone's getting short-tempered. Like, Dorio's mad. David's mad. Kiwi's unconscious. So, But she'd probably be pretty pissed. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah, because she just got her face punched off. Yeah.
0: Her face can come off. That can be punched off, people. Yeah, you can get your face punched off, Sardo. <laughs> Clean off. <laughs> Clean off, even. But what happens is, so Lucy doesn't want to do it. And that's kind of weird, because Lucy's usually pretty gun ho about things. But this mm-hmm. was like, this is where the episodes where we learned that, like, she has some connection with all this shit that's just kind of, like, driving her to go, no, don't want to. Yeah. Which is weird because everyone's like, usually Lucy's totally down with doing this stuff. Like, first few episodes, she was willing to, like, drive down a highway on a gurney. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's weird. It's the weird, Sardo. It's it's very strange. But, ultimately, like, to, she gets convinced by David because she, she just needs, like, someone who cares about her to be like, yeah. you could do it. And he does. And then she does it. But as we, as she dives in, she sees some interesting data that she kind of fucks with. Mm hmm. But it, because it concerns David. And we're starting to notice yeah. that. And if you didn't know that, it it's said in the next episode. And then, uh, yeah. whoops, uh, dude, wait, Tanaka wakes up, starts talking to David because he wants to talk to David about something. Mm hmm. But before that happens, he dies and uh-oh, he's got really high-end insurance, which means trauma team shows up. Yep, and when the trauma team
1: shows up, shit gets fucked, so they got to get out of there. Guns blazing.
0: We love it when the guns be blazing.
1: Oh, and also um they revived Snaka. So he's not he's not dead when they leave. He just dies for a minute. Yeah
0: they revive him well like, until ma- until everything goes to hell because then Maine just falls on loses it like he's just seeing shit all over the place now yep. he doesn't kill dorio i think it's it's hard not, to t- not yet
1: not no i yet. i
0: don't think he killed dorio i think she was killed
1: by uh the by uh, the cops i'm i'm pretty sure he kills dorio like it's it's an accident
0: yeah but... It's either, it's hard to tell because both sides are shooting. So it, it, she, in fairness, both of them could have shot her. I I think she kind of gets fucked both ways. Yeah, because and not in the fun way. Yeah, because there's definitely like it, it's hard to tell because like there's no eg- exit wounds because Dorio's is a, a named character who gets to like die in a nice fashion. Yeah, <laughs> and you know gets to die pretty. Unlike Tanaka, who got his who after Main full on loses it. And god, hi- him lo- like lost it is weird.
1: <laughs> I I wish you could have seen my face during that whole scene where Maine just loses his marbles because like I at the risk of sounding like a freak. <laughs> this this series has some of the better gore I've seen in a while. <laughs> Oh, no, it is. No, it's beautiful to behold. It is. Oh, my God. It's so satisfying to watch.
0: (laughs) It's so fun. I think. It's just I I think the best way to put it is it's like this show is trigger going hard on stuff.
1: And and I mean me personally, this mm-hmm. this is probably a deal breaker to a lot of viewers. But I love blood and guts, no, and I, by I, God, I, they delivered on this. Yeah,
0: I also love blood and guts because, like, the last time I saw this much blood in a in a in a show, but for, made in J- strictly in Japan, or, or by in Japan, well, kind of. This was a co production. <laughs> uh, was probably something like Kill a Kill. Yeah. Uh, guess what, Sardo? <laughs> same people. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> surprise, yep. surprise. It's the same people know what they're doing. And, like, the differences, I would say, between the gore here is that, like, it's very cartoonish gore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, this series... So, like, everything is just, like, balls to the wall. There's blood everywhere. Um, Tanaka, not- ex- like gets oh. like
1: pulped he gets like his face ripped off and splattered on one of the police officers
0: riot shields be- because, and they're like <laughs> because M- Maine swung him so hard like a, like a club, club. <laughs> that he killed three men by literally tearing their bodies off but like it's not super realistic so it's not like disgusting because if this was like super real it would probably be kind of off-putting well, and, and also, like, bodies don't just explode like that usually. <laughs> this is also true. But the point is, this show does gore in a way that's, like, very visceral, but not so visceral, visceral to the point where it's, like, uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. a very hard line to walk, in my opinion. It, it, the, the people are like water balloons full
1: of red paint. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: that's wonderful. because also this is like not like despite how violent this show actually is there's a lot there there could be long periods of time between violent action so it's like very noticeable when it happens and 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 we mean this in a good way
1: (laughs) and and so kind of the the mental result for me was when main was running around killing all these guys There's, there's a big part of my brain that's like, no, and then there's a big part of my brain that's going, yes,
0: yes, more violence, (laughs) kill them all, main, yeah, and he basically does, and, and he does, until Maxtac shows up, but like, I also, what I think is really interesting about this episode is like the part, like, towards the end of, he's actually pretty lucid, (laughs) and it's kind of creepy. Because he's just like he realizes he's fucked, like this is it. Because like the last time we dealt with a guy who was going through the cyber psycho- psychosis, as it's called in universe, like he was, mm-hmm. he basically didn't say a word. But man's just like, this is it, David. I can't do this. I'm done. It's really interesting to this, also because his face looks super weird because it's like super heavily detailed and shaded. It's very surreal. It, on purpose mind you so it, it yeah, makes sense y- yeah it's intentional also we need to give credit where credit's due this series has some great like just faces yes like there, there's some just wild faces
1: well i mean the the what's the the, the which we get to see not too long after this the meme of david <laughs> just
0: <sighs> having the worst day of his life <laughs> just worst day ever david part two <laughs> But yeah. It's it, what, what sucks about this episode is that we have to say goodbye to Maine and Dorio. it's very
1: sad, but at least they get to die together. Yeah,
0: like Dorio gets like the viking funeral that causes Maine to explode.
1: <laughs> and and you know what she she was a Valkyrie. She she deserved a warrior's burial. <laughs>
0: Damn straight she did. Girl a lady that large, muscular, and wearing that little clothing underneath her jacket. Her sick jacket.
1: Uh, rest in peace, D'Orio. We loved you.
0: And also rest in peace to you too, mate. We also loved you. You you guys were... I, you were I'm, I'm sad. Well, you know what, Sardo? You can always draw them living instead. That's true. You can, you I have, can do that. You have that power. I do. Who has the power... But this leads to episode seven, seven, which is where I would say the gap between seven and six is like some time, probably some amount of months. And uh, if there's one upside to the final three, four episodes is guess who's back. Who's back? (laughs) It's Rebecca. Everyone's favorite. (laughs) Oh, we love Rebecca, Becca, Becky, you crazy bitch. She's so we we returned back after a few months. Uh, David got swole, got big. He, he, oh, he he got he
1: got real big.
0: <laughs> he got real big. He went from being like this runty punk to this like giant. <laughs> he got real big, Strauss. He got he got the big juice in him. <laughs> And we do mean big, because Jesus Christ, he went from being like he went from this like skinny kid, like 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 sixteen, seventeen year old to like he hit like his third (laughs) grasper.
1: He's he's a fucking monster truck.
0: Not as big as Maine. Maine was fucking huge, but this is like us, like two steps down (laughs) in terms of size. (laughs)
1: David's still getting bigger. Well, you, you you know he's still, like, working on it,
0: so... <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so now D- David's got a new crew. His Kiwi's still here. Uh, Falco's back. He's the driver. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now here comes dear sweet Rebecca, ready to cause mayhem. His cr- First job was with this guy named Julio. Mm-hmm. Who's... How would you describe Julio? Um...
1: Very, like, typical Shonen protagonist kind of fella. <laughs>
0: He's very dweeby. He's extremely um, dweeby. <laughs> and Julio is not long for this world. No, it did, so they go hit the Maelstrom gang. They're like a gang of really, like, chromed out cyberware filled weirdos who clearly enjoy industrial rock and roll. And if you don't know much
1: about them, that's okay. They're not really important.
0: They're uh, you can fight them in the video game Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. But really, all you need to know is that they're they're running a job against them, and they just kick in the front door. And uh, the moment they get shocked by Kiwi for you know getting hacked, whoops! Here comes Rebecca and David. David does some damage, but Rebecca's going full guns blazing. She got new hands. She got big hands.
1: And I love her big guns because they look like super soakers.
0: Well, like everything, like, we haven't really described what Rebecca looks like. (laughs) Because, like, to to give a recap, Rebecca is, like, at best, a five foot tall gremlin of a woman. She's, like, stated to be 20. She's just very tiny.
1: It's, and and she and she sounds like she she has the best accent i love her voice
0: she is it's kind of hard to describe what she sounds like um i know who plays her mm-hmm. gonna, she uh, and i i know the other character i know her for playing and it it's
1: uh I, I feel dumb i can't think of like the exact accents she has but it is like Very squawky and
0: brash. She has the sound of someone who's very, like, there's, like, a roughness to her voice. that It's kind of hard to explain it if you've never heard Uh, it. (laughs) I'm gonna say it's,
1: she sounds like if Fran Drescher and Jack Nicholson had a baby.
0: (laughs) Kinda. Um, she's in a whole bunch of other stuff all over the place, but she's the current voice, voice for, uh oblina from all real monsters when she shows up because uh oh god who who used to play oblina back in the day oh i don't remember but i know she passed away so this is like we need someone who sounds like this and that's exactly the voice (laughs) but it's a very, very it's a very weird it's a very interesting sounding voice and it's wonderful
1: I her voice is probably my favorite thing about her.
0: Yeah, because she's just, alongside the fact that she has like she's weirdly colored, like she's got what color would you say her skin is? Kind
1: of like a very pale lavenderish. Yeah. It's it's like not a human skin tone.
0: It's it's a very not normal skin tone. And she's got like weird tattoos. She's like very like neon blue and like not like neon blue but like p- very pale blue very pale pink with like kind of like turquoise hair
1: yeah kind of greenish
0: yeah yeah. it's like or she... like i guess maybe cyan might be the color maybe she's she's like not she's got the same hair color as hatsune and miku she she's she's a sparkle dog. <laughs> yeah, she and like she has like yellow eyes with pink whites. It's very. She doesn't look natural. A- affectionately, she's a little freak. Yeah, she's a little freak. She. It's not an unappealing design. She just doesn't look normal. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. She does not look, like. You have Lucy who kind of has like multicolored hair or like. But
1: like Lucy's more just like kind of a. like she's an alternative girl you you
0: you would see her at like a
1: punk show or something yeah like
0: lucy looks like weird in the normal way where it's like oh you clearly done something with your hair and you've got odd tattoos and stuff and then there's rebecca who doesn't look like a normal person ever would and doesn't act
1: like a normal person no she's
0: loud she's brash and she loves the violence she just loves shooting people. She does the shooties, Joker. <laughs> she does a lot I, of it. Sh- I love her. She know- is
1: absolutely insane.
0: <laughs> she is absolutely wild. And the best part is, is we're slowly confirming that she has a massive crush on David. <laughs> mm-hmm. She likes David. And the best part is she tries hitting on him and it is not working. And she's like, I can't do this. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. Julio gets exploded by a mine, and he, all that's left of him is an arm <laughs> dangling yep. from the ceiling. He, he, he's he, not important.
1: He is reduced to a a fine mist, save for one arm, one and, arm and some paint. <laughs> and I don't think anybody was overly attached to Julio, so it's no.
0: Right. He's really more there to show that oh, David's made a name for himself without having to like show it yeah but but it's also done because she also he also pisses off rebecca and she starts kicking him (laughs) which is great because she still has her tiny stubby legs oh she's great i love her but yeah this is more of an established this episode is more about establishing the new norm like how Mm -hmm. david is like much like main before him is becoming like more and more hardware than flesh. Lucy's kind of like whatever she saw in Tanaka's freaked her the fuck out. And uh, we Faraday returns and is vaguely threatening to give people jobs.
1: <laughs> he, he's there and he's sinister and he has a weird eye thing going on.
0: I don't know what the eye thing's about, but it's neat yeah. So what we see is, hey, we we've we've established a new norm and then we learned Lucy's backstory. Mm-hmm. We learned that the reason why Lucy doesn't want to fuck with arasaka well well, she was basically born into their service and dived into the old net, which you well, now we're... learned about Raish Bartmos. Yep. the man who destroyed the internet. <laughs> And Lucy was basically a child soldier. (laughs) But instead of fighting people, she fought evil AIs out in the wild parts of the leftover internet that kills people.
1: Just like a lot of artists are doing right now on the regular internet. (laughs) It's true. You would know it's something that you do.
0: You're a Mm daemon. Look at you. Yes. I'm a Matt
1: Damon. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, you know you're not.
0: You're not from Boston. You don't care about but, the Red Sox or the Patriots but, or the Boston Celtics but, down at the Boston Garden. You're right. I don't
1: care about any of those things. Or the Bruins. But Lucy has a, a lot of baggage mm-hmm. and she's kind of being forced to confront that now because that opens some old wounds for her. Yeah. Also, Lucy definitely got a boob job. I'm not hallucinating that, right? She she got like a major boob job. I
0: don't think she got a boob job as much as we started seeing her naked a lot more often.
1: No, no, no. We've seen her naked. No, she got a boob job. Maybe. Those those were those things were thangin' in fairness, respectfully. In,
0: the hard part with telling is because the the one thing that like tr- Studio Trigger specifically stuffed by Imiyashi never really cares about being super on model okay but this is an on model thing no I, I... no it's not it's like it's hard to tell because you know sometimes you know like how in kill a kill the character of gagamori's height is basically gonna just be listed as taller than you it's like that but instead it's lucy's boobs change depending on who's drawing her at that exact moment
1: <laughs> i mean i'm i'm going to respectfully disagree they were they were notably bigger but maybe anyway. Don't.
0: Maybe she's been drinking her milk. I don't know. I,
1: maybe. Good for knows. her.
0: The, the point is, or maybe it's because now that she's not, like, running around all the time, she's, she's gotten a bit of extra fat on her, but it's went all to her breasts. <laughs> I don't know. But maybe. Who knows? I'm gonna, I, anyway, I'm gonna have to do, like, some thorough research for you. <laughs> it's like, ah. Listen, okay. I, I notice things. Do, do not... I'm not, do I'm not, not saying not are my ability. wrong. <laughs> But, like, who knows thanks be thanking more now? Maybe, who knows? Maybe, maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. It's hard to tell. It is the hard to tell. Anyway. The point is, it's fun. Yeah. But her and David are, like, kind of a cu- quasi-couple, I guess. They, they like each other. They, yeah, they like each other. But also, it's like they're living with each other in a much nicer apartment. <laughs> Good for them.
1: They're not sleeping on the floor on a mattress anymore. Proud of you, kids.
0: You're not. You're, you're not in the slu- in the gross ass slums. You're in a nice high rise apartment. Yeah, you're... you got and a marble hey, countertop. And guys, if you want to see David's butt, there's a lot of his butt in this episode.
1: It's it's very equal opportunity with the butts. You do see a lot of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we started like one episode with full frontal Kiwi nudity. Mm-hmm. She just came out, and she's naked, and both of them like, hey, so what happened? Can't do it. <laughs> Sits down naked. I'm like, all right then. He just doesn't give a shit. She really doesn't. I I respect it. Yeah. But anyway, that was... At the end of this episode was... Lucy's backstory. This is like... If I was to talk about this episode as what it is, it's a transitory episode between... Really, the first half, which is David becoming an edge runner, to David's now an edge runner of note. I yeah. and this is the transition episode of where okay, this is where we are now. This is the new norm.
1: He's become a man. He's making a name for himself. He's he's not just some young punk anymore.
0: He's now some large young punk. Yeah, he got to big. But hey, and I'm proud of. Yeah, good for him. You're proud of him. You're proud I of your lar- en- enlarging son.
1: I'm. I'm proud of my embiggening son.
0: <laughs> He's getting the big. Drink his get big juice. He got his get big juice, and it's fun. Like I think it's it's really neat that like hey they're willing to be like things got the bigs now. But anyway, so that's basically what happened. How did you feel about these three episodes, senor? I mean, I'm gonna say I'm not...
1: I'm not as upset as I might have been because I, I did see the
0: writing on the wall. Yeah, I, I would for say... For Maine and for Dorio. Like, because I know when we were watching Heikei Story and Shigamori died, you were distraught. <laughs> yeah. Because it was very sudden. Yeah, it was so soon. But like with Maine, it's like he's the mentor character, slash dad, and it, being a dad and mentor character in, in stuff like this is just guaranteed to just end badly. It, it was
1: gonna happen. I I knew. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm I'm still very sad that he's gone. I really liked his character. But you know it's just like yeah i I kind of saw this coming,
0: yeah, it's like it sucks because it's like, yeah, this was gonna happen, but it's also like it was going to happen,, yeah. and it's you know obviously to set up stuff that sort of happened David because David's hand is which is literally Maine's old cannon arm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because you know it's like the memory of my dad, not dad, yeah. And uh, what happens next is the interesting part, which is then we move into sort of the next part, which is going to be the rest of the show. It's exciting. Because we got, like, Falco now. We got a whole new, uh, relatively new crew. And we're going to see, next time we watch it, we're going to see what happens. So if you were to, say... About this Sardo, would you say that this was so far good? Yeah. Oh, totally. It's been a very enjoyable
1: watch so far. It's it's cool. It's the whole roller coaster of emotion, mm. and it's a good time. And, and you know I'm, what? I'm,
0: I'm. It's also still very colorful, even though this was a like darker episode. It's like the difference between like main's like reality versus his hallucinations Mm -hmm. are super interesting they are like his hallucination is this bright desertscape like it's almost like an airfield yeah whereas his uh whereas his reality is this like dingy city with neon lighting
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's really cool, like in a sense, it's very cool. Yeah, it, it's neat, and except they, for the fact where he dies. I,
1: yeah, that's that's not very cool. But like, they they don't fuck around with the visuals here. They don't. They.
0: It's good. It's good. I I, I just appreciate that this is a series that like doesn't hide away from being like it shows that you could be like you can have a very mature dark story and still be brightly color colored because like oh yeah david's main color is bright yellow (laughs) and that's not what i would call the scary color no
1: But they they make it all work. There there is a magnificent sort of palette work going on here and it makes me want to draw. And I think that's the nicest compliment I can give anything visually.
0: Yeah. It makes like, me want to draw. I've noticed when something catches your eye in this kind of way, it's like I draw stuff. <laughs> yeah. You become the draw and, boy.
1: And usually the thumbnails end up looking better. I think my favorite thumbnail I've done for our show so far has been the Cyberpunk one. It is
0: one of my favorites. Like, if we're going to, like, just real quick, since we want to talk, if you want to talk about the thumbnails, it is one of my favorites. Uh, The Speed Racer one was great. (laughs) Really, uh, obviously, the Spider Verse one, just because you gave yourself a really nice butt. (laughs) I gave myself a little dumpy. I, I think I, I, I'm i entitled to do that as the I artist. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I appreciate the fact that you did that. It's it's not Spider-Man with a little butt here and no, there. No, it's not. I mean, you wear spandex. I expect some booty. But yeah, yeah, this is this is definitely, like, visually, like, of the two major series that I forced us to watch, because Army of the Doomstar was kind of like a last-minute pivot. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, but, like, AK story, it was a very different sense of visual aesthetic, but also very much like how, when you're here, when you're watching it, you're like, ooh, pretty. Oh, yeah. Look at all the colors. Just
1: aesthetic. <laughs> Wonderfully aesthetic.
0: And in, like, all the right ways. Like, it's it's rare to watch a show where you're just, like, this show understands that it's visually interesting. It's making good use of, like, sort of the 80s-ish aesthetic of the setting. Mm-hmm. Because, like, what, I think one of the problems of shows that, of series that try to be like, oh, we want to be, like, cyberpunk. It's all, like, dark colors. Because, like, cyberpunk is a very 80s genre in a lot of way. I think that's a fair thing to say. Mm-hmm. And, but it's just like, you know, like, you, you've you ever seen Johnny Mnemonic? Oh, yeah. Like, Johnny Mnemonic's very, like very grimy, dark, and all that stuff. Gritty. And gritty. Very noir. Yeah. Which is, you know, a big part of the cyberpunk stuff. But it's like, I feel like people forget that the neon is important.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's not enough to just throw in a neon sign here and there. You need the color. You need the vibrancy. You need kind of shit assaulting your senses in the ways that, you know, really crowded, you know, city lifestyle sign of a, a fucking bleh
0: it needs it, to, that it provides. It needs to look like Shibuya. <laughs> yeah. But, like, on, like, but turned up to 11. Where it, it, it needs to kind of senses.
1: <laughs> it needs to drill into your senses, yeah.
0: Like, there was a poster in the background that was just, REAL WATER! <laughs> Which is just like such a weird advertisement, but so funny. (laughs) But
1: probably something that would be in the future and not even in the very far future.
0: It's just one of those things where it's just like, it has to be like, uh, like loud, brash, like in your face. Because that's what the 80s, that's like, if you watch a lot of 80s advertisements, that's kind of what they were. Yeah. Like. Even when they were, like, goofy and weird, they also could be, like, very loud and brash. Like, especially print advertising. Yeah. Crossfire! (laughs) Stuff like that.
1: But Cyberpunk really nails it.
0: Yeah. And it's nice. It is. And we enjoyed it. I'm I'm looking forward to
1: finishing it up and seeing where this goes. It's been a fun ride <laughs> uh, so far. I mean,
0: you look forward to it, but all, I, I I you can also admit that there's a bit of dread.
1: I mean, yeah, it's like I know it's not going to end happy.
0: Yeah, I feel like unlike with Heike's story where it's like maybe this could end slightly well, it didn't kind of. Nope. No, that that yeah. hurt us. That that was a that was a gut punch after a gut punch. That, that show came up and it's like I am your brother, Rex Racer. <laughs> <laughs> we were all Speed Racer there. We're like, ah. Oh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> are you my brother? Are you my brother, Rex Racer? <laughs> 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 Instantly crumples.
1: Oh.
0: But the, the difference is, like, this one you kind of know it's not going to end well. Most well, of you... yeah, because of... you haven't played the you haven't seen the game yet because i will be playing it sometime in the near future Mm -hmm. but like one of the prevailing lines throughout that in it the game story is the phrase wrong city wrong people yeah wrong people wrong city Mm -hmm. like night city is not a nice place bad things happen when you live here and that and it's it's that's what this show is about
1: and and it's the nature of the beast with an an inherently dystopian genre like cyberpunk. Things yeah. are not happy. Like, we are in the future. The future is shit.
0: Yeah, it, it's it, capitalism has ruined everything. As we slowly turn our heads towards the camera, it's like we're talking to you. But yeah, it's one of, it, it's one of those things where it's just. Cyberpunk as a genre does... Like, I can't think of a happy cyberpunk story. It, you know, it's like... It, it It's why people started making that, that stupid fa- fake genre called Hope Punk.
1: Oh, my fucking
0: God. Well, yeah, it, it's exactly what it was designed to do. It was that... Like, oh, I like cyberpunk as an aesthetic, but I don't like the fact that it has commentary and points out the... Problems of society, so I'm gonna just have a version where things are just good and happy.
1: I don't like this. I want to feel good about things. <laughs> I don't want to consider. <laughs> uh, yeah. But but overall, very very good show. Yeah. Uh, well
0: done. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna follow David's adventures and see whether or not he makes it to the end or not. Though, we did get mention of a certain legend. I I don't know how Adam... well you know your cyberpunk lore, but Oh, I know Adam Smasher. Yeah. You know, and which means oh, he's probably going to show up, isn't he? You don't explicitly oh. mention that you don't check off's gun this shit with us with us mm. script. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only hope is does he show up or is he just going to be mentioned as set up, who knows, we'll see. We will see. Well, I know. <laughs> well, what am I saying? I've watched this already. Yeah, I know. You've seen it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay, so we're going to do something a little different. Uh, Sarda, what was your favorite moment of the three episodes that we watched? Oh, shit. Um...
1: I'm thinking. That is a really tough call. I- I'm going to say Maine's Rampage. Like main just fucking those dudes up oh yeah
0: it, it's it's all not just because of how this because we already mentioned how this role is but it's also because like the look on his face is fucking nuts oh yeah hm? it, it's what makes it fun it like and depressing all at the same time it's this have... moment of just like weird lucidity but still going ham and,
1: and the the bits afterwards where he's kind of, sort of snapping out of it a little. Like, props to his voice actor for that kind of like, slurry confused tone. He's like, "Did did I did I make this happen?" Was
0: this and my he fault? just he
1: sounds, "Was this my fault?" He he sounds so confused, and it is so fucking heartbreaking. Because like and like, okay, I with without getting into too much here, I've as just kind of part of my lived experience, I've spent a lot of my life around people who who have seizure disorders, and mm-hmm. j- just his tone of voice reminds me so much of, like, somebody coming out of that, and that same, like, pained tone, it's it's fucking heartbreaking.
0: <laughs> and in fairness, that might be legit, because, like, one of the things that both the 2077 start going into that one of the things about cyber psychosis is that a lot of it is probably just like people with undiagnosed mental health problems kind of being pushed to the breaking point. Mm-hmm. So he might actually suffer from actual seizures. That might be a legit thing. You might be onto something. Look at you. Because. Like, you know, there's... The Cybernex have got to fuck you up neurologically, too. So, yeah. I mean... Um, and by the way, since you were asking, he's played by William Christopher Stevens. Thank you. Who's also in a whole bunch of other stuff. Let's see where you... What else you were in, good sir? Uh... You were in... Uh... He said a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, he was also the voice of Rude in Final F- in the new Final Fantasy 7 stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, how about that? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. But yeah, that that bit was probably my favorite. It's both in terms of like spectacle because damn, that was some good gore, but also like it just sad. Very yeah, very no, sad.
0: I-, I think that's a good way to put it. It's both like spec a grand spectacle, but also great sadness at the same time. Yeah. Because it's The, just the like,
1: emotional torque is working. Yeah.
0: It, you know, it's a great example of how you've endeared us to a character, and then you've taken them away from us in a really crappy fashion, because it's like, we know how bad this shit can be. Mm-hmm. But... What was your favorite scene? Um... It's that or Rebecca's return only because she's just going full on auto and it's really Uh, funny. She's great. It's just like she's back she's shooting everything (laughs) and then she's like oh out of lead here comes the shotguns. Now with my new hands I can handle the recoil because I'm tiny. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah I I think it's probably also Maine's rampage because that's like it's the best example of just depressing. Combined with like looking awesome while you do it, it's it's exhilarating, but yeah. but it's
1: also bad. No,
0: exactly. It's that combination of. This is a bad thing and it's sad, but also it's done in a way that makes it look neat.
1: The the inverse of a sentiment I I hear a friend of mine express sometimes is, it sucks, but it's cool.
0: Yeah, I I was trying to avoid that because it's like, it's cool in the sense that it's neat. But also cool because it it looks cool. But yeah, that was uh, episodes five through seven, and we'll be doing the last three episodes, eight through 10, and uh, probably be hurt again. Yeah. Because it always hurts, Sardo. It just sometimes it hurts.
1: So, Strauss, on that note, closing up Cyberpunk, Going to bring it to our next segment. Oh,
0: okay. Strauss, what the hell are you watching? I'm glad you asked. Currently, I'm not watching much. Well, I've been watching a lot of dog videos all of a sudden. That's what I was doing right before recording. I was like, I'm going to watch the dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're big dogs. But I've also just been... I'm, I'm, I'm preparing myself to watch My Adventures with Superman. I've been putting nice. it off. But mostly because I'm not really sure where I can legally watch it, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't have the normal cable Sardo. Oh, you
1: you might check out like um you might check out YouTube.
0: Yeah, it, it's it might be on YouTube. I it's it's what we're in a weird era where things just kind of go on random things. Yeah. I think uh... you'll like it. Oh, I I bet I would, because all the clips I've I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I want out of my Superman show. We turn it into a shoujo. Yes. And, uh... What have you been watching? The hell have you been watching?
1: Uh, well... I guess in terms of reading, I finally picked up the Golden Kamui manga. I've really been wanting to read it, because it's like, this is exactly the kind of thing I would like. Oh,
0: absolutely. This is a thing where almost all the characters put into it are large... middle-aged looking men.
1: Yes, and so I'm I'm very excited about that. I still need to really get reading it, but I also, uh, in terms of watching, Mm-hmm. I recently rewatched John Carpenter's *The Thing*.
0: Oh, that's lovely! I love that movie.
1: One of my comfort movies. I absolutely <laughs> something adore something it.
0: Something no one else, almost no one else, would say for a thousand, Alex. Respect. It's that. I mean, it's. No, it's I res- just such
1: a good movie.
0: I respect that.
1: I. I, I don't know. There's just something about like Kurt Russell and his long, beautiful hair, and you know, I don't know. We we need to watch that together sometime. We I, need I do to do a John so. Carpenter episode. I
0: agree. Uh, my other favorite John Carpenter movie, by the way, is Big Trouble in Little China. Very good choice. Yes.
1: But I really enjoyed that. Glad to have watched it again. Up next is Prince of Darkness, one of his three apocalypse trilogy movies. Uh in line with the thing in the mouth of madness and
0: I'm to Prince of Darkness. Consi- with how that one's considered. Because John Carpenter movies range from either amazing to like uh sometimes not. I'm- Amazing. I loved
1: Prince of Darkness. Well, it's, know, good, it's not yeah. everybody's thing.
0: Yeah, but you know, I'm glad it's your thing. So that's good, at the very least. At least oh, well, you I mean, will oh, enjoy it.
1: Oh, there, there was the one fucking freaky scene, or like, there's, there's the guy outside the window, and he, and he's got like the 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 weird voice, and he's like, you know, I've got some bad news for you pray for death and then he's like made of worms and bugs and he like collapses into a pile of bugs and it it's all a million times more genuinely awful looking than i'm making it sound it's awful looking in terms of great looking
0: (laughs) oh it looks great it's just it will upset the average person (laughs) yeah
1: oh we we're getting into october we've got to talk about some more spooky shit (laughs) oh
0: absolutely this is the time to do it yeah. I'm not even like the biggest spookum guys, but like it's it's Halloween. We're it, we're almost. You got to eat we're lettuce. A month...
1: <laughs> Drink the bleach. Drink the bleach. <laughs> we're we're a month away from October, and in that case, when that happens, it is my sleepover, and I get to choose the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. But... Well, un- unless it's Big Trouble in Little China, because i I've been, we're, we're going to be forced to watch that. That's bad. that one's not that spooky. I just think that movie's neat.
1: Oh, it's but it's a good John Carpenter movie, so oh, yeah. I'm not opposed. But I think that about wraps it up.
0: Yeah, I I think so.
1: What what a ride it has been so far, and there's still more on the way ross i can't wait
0: neither can i i will say as also, this is a closing thought on tonight i'm glad we get to watch good and bad things on here yeah i would say as as because we we endlessly quote neil that one neoprene bit
1: <laughs> way too much isn't that corrupt well persona 5 is basically just pass through <laughs> Yep. I I will not rest until everybody Has heard my personal theory on that <laughs> And and my theory is that the Persona 5 Writers stole from Neil Breen <laughs> But
0: Wait which one came it's out been first fun. That's actually a legitimate question I think they came out the same year Because that would just be hilarious
1: Oh <laughs> um okay i'm gonna do some googling real quick actually before we go
0: i'll do the other half of the googling i'll look at when persona 5 came out (laughs) hold on we need to know because i know that was 2016 okay persona 5 was released in 2016 wow oh great minds do think wait mine was this was september 15th when was that one (laughs) um
1: I'm gonna be real, it's hard to say, uh
0: I'm not getting a month. Well, you know what that that's not the point. The point is what is the point is great minds think alike, <laughs> truly <laughs> oh, wow, Lord. Wild shit. Uh, it's been good.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I'm Sardo, that's Stross, we are the Skeleton Crew. You can find us here on YouTube, you can find us on Spotify, uh, where else,
0: Stross? <laughs> uh, we're on the RSS feed, uh, I think Samsung or something. Mm-hmm. you you can find
1: us where most fine foods are sold uh we also have a patreon and yeah
0: uh we we thought about uh adding this one to the patreon and we were like we don't talk during this one
1: Here's here's the problem with all your recommended episodes, Strauss. They're unprofitable because you know, unlike when we watch something shitty, all we do when we watch something good is sit and watch in respectful silence.
0: <laughs> it's true. And that's bullshit. <laughs> it, it's true. Like the problem is when when we watch, when we watch stuff you make, make us watch we're, we're usually watching goofy shit. That's mm-hmm. funny, and it when I'm, when it's my stuff, it's like we're watching stuff that. Well, okay, Metalocalypse is inherently goofy, but not the same kind of goofy. But but it's still a goofy we sit in respectful silence for. Well, I would say somewhat respectful silence. We may have, there, there 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 was giggling.
1: Well, yes, but you're supposed to giggle.
0: It was the giggles.
1: But. Uh, Skeleton Crew Pro is where you can find us You can pay us $2 a month To watch our content It's very fun I
0: I would say we do episodes early But considering the the turnaround time of this Is like a couple of days (laughs) It's like it it wouldn't be very early (laughs) Yeah Like we 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 record today and then we do Things the next day That's our problem We're just too efficient (laughs) Apparently Something that has never been probably said about any of us ever.
1: And you can follow Strauss on social media, uh, on Twitter, at Almighty Strauss and on Blue Sky now. Yeah. Uh, And on Twitch, you should follow Strauss on Twitch. He streams Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Usually. And, yeah, usually. But... You should you should follow him. He does really good streams. Somet- what, what do I mean sometimes? I'm usually there nowadays.
0: You're ba- you basically live there now. And I don't mind. It's like, this is the cat that showed up. It's my cat now. Yeah.
1: yeah, I just showed up in the sink one day and you're like, okay. All right. This
0: is my cat now. His name is Mr. It's Sparkles. A school-
1: <laughs> it's a real cool cat. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Autopsy Garland's Marky Belisle is my art account. And on Blue Sky, at Uncle Death with a K instead of a C. And on Twitch, also at Uncle Death with a K instead of a C. I draw on Mondays.
0: Yeah, and I'm there, like a cat and, that now lives in Sardo's house.
1: It's true. You you are there. And Strauss provides entertainment, and I draw.
0: While you draw, it's a I provide running commentary until towards the end yes. of the night when the alcohol finally hits. <laughs>
1: but we we have a good time and you should you should go you should maybe follow me on there i don't yeah. know do what you want to do i can't tell you what to do i'm not your dad
0: unless you want us to be we in that case we will list you as a dependent on our taxes
1: <laughs> but with all that said thank you so much for listening everybody good night Take care and be well. Yeah, be well.